0: Hello, I'm Michael Brodeur, and welcome to Leaders Alliance. We are a global community of kingdom-minded leaders who are passionate about helping you become the world-changing leader that God created you to be. Join the conversation. Well, welcome everyone. We are so excited to be having you join us for this uh, amazing podcast with some of our dearest friends, some of the people that we had the most admiration and respect for, John and Carol Arnott. But before we introduce them, let us just say a few words of introduction and uh, have a word of prayer as we begin. So Diane, why don't you greet everybody and lead us in prayer, and then we're going to dive into a few thoughts, and then we're going to introduce our guests.
1: Yeah, well, welcome everybody. You know, this is going to be a casual conversation with a couple of our heroes, but Um, We really want to glorify God. We want God in our lives to just fill us, and um, let's ask him to come. So God, we just thank you for your Holy Spirit, and we ask that you would encounter us, that you would change us, Lord, that you would transform us, and that you would make us more like you, and you'd fill us with love, and make us more loving, and kind, and gentle, and peaceful, Lord so that we can help other people do the same. And uh, I just ask for all of the people on this podcast that they would be touched and healed and delivered from all of their afflictions and, and uh, anybody that needs physical healing, that you would do that too, Lord. We just give this time to you, in Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. And uh, as we begin, let me just say a couple things about Leaders Alliance, that um, we are a ministry of Catch the Fire, And so it's a very great honor that we have the founders of catch the fire with us today but we're also a bridge from catch the fire to the rest of the body of christ so in a sense our ministry is sort of interdenominational we're touching different movements different people groups around the body of christ to bring the resources and the blessings that god has brought to us and distribute them to the body as 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 we can and so um, we are a global community of kingdom-minded leaders who are really united around the need for the church to move to the next level of impact and influence in the world around us. And so we are here to train leaders. We're here to empower people. We're here to connect people to the presence and power of God. And we're here to actually see a revolution, a a new reformation that will bring about the kind of impact that we might have uh, been losing over the last several years. And so super excited for you joining us. And this is also part of a a larger thing we're doing called the open house during the month of January 2022, we are having a series of open gatherings where we're inviting the public to come in and join us to check out what we're doing. So if you're watching this and you want to join us next week, just go on our website, leadersalliance.org slash open house, and we'll invite you in.
1: You know, only, you know, 2% of people um, that are ministers, There's only 2% of people that are ministers. And wherever you are in business, in in your home as a mother, like all of the spectrum of life, that's your ministry and that's your calling. And we're called to shine there. And so um, Leaders' Alliance is is for a spectrum of people. It's not just for full-time professional quote leaders. I don't like that term because we don't want to be professional leaders. We want to be authentic leaders. But come on, you guys, I just feel like we need a community where we can be built up and link arms with one another and um, kind of encounter our destinies together.
0: Amen. And we want to build also a platform for you as the Lord raises you yes. up into greater levels of uh, you know, influence that you can have a place where you can speak to others and become a mentor to others as they want to grow as well. Yeah. But let's shift gears. I want to introduce our friends, John and Carol Arnott. Could you uh, come on board? Oh, it's so good to see you again. They've hey. been with us already for a previous gathering. And so we're going to <laughs> take some of the stuff that we've been talking about, enlarge upon it, and we're going to come... Uh, we're going to approach some new areas as well. But I just want to say a few words about John and Carol as we get started. But Diane, why don't you go first and just share about who they are to you?
1: Well, you know, um, it comes to mind that one of the biggest compliments to anybody was, is that you feel like they're your best friend. And I feel like John and Carol probably have literally millions of people that feel like they're their best friend, because they're loving and kind and caring, but they're powerful in the kingdom of God. Um, They live out truth, really like no other person that I know. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and they're not off the clock. They don't get off the clock with that. (laughs) You know, they're not professional in that setting. And so um, I just want to say that because they have a lot to say. I would encourage you to study their life. They have lots of books, John and Carol are not. If you go to Amazon and maybe they can tell us the other platform, probably at catchthefire.com, they would have their books for sale. They're all so enriching. And we hope to touch today on one of the books that John's um, just writing that hasn't gone to print that is, I am so looking forward to, I feel like it's so needed and, and exciting to hear about.
0: Excellent. So, um, we first met, gosh, (laughs) about 29 years ago, we were both pastors in the vineyard Mm -hmm. movement and, uh, which we honor and, uh, and, uh, we, we met briefly, and then and then I heard that God was doing something up in Toronto. So we dropped everything, and we just ran up there probably within the first week or two of the outpouring that was happening. And we were so dry. We were so hungry for more of God, and God met us so powerfully there. We went back a, a week or two later with a few of our pastors from San Francisco. We all got touched, and then we began 18 months of nightly meetings, six nights a week, in a sense following the pattern of John and Carol, and they were able to come down several times and visit with us and just sort of release that fresh uh, impartation that that God had in a sense entrusted That's to them as stewards of his presence during this outpouring. And so we are so excited to have them on this call today. They've been on previous uh, gatherings, so check our website and you'll see that they've they've also mm-hmm. spoken on some other topics, but today I want to first of all to share a little bit about who they are, where they're from, for those of you who don't know them, and then we're going to go into some topics about the, the issue of love, and the reason that this has been on my heart is, first of all, these guys are like ambassadors of love. They, I feel like I've been loved by them in a powerful way, but also about three weeks ago, I was praying, and I felt like the Lord just said one of the key characteristics of the next wave of the Holy Spirit will be love, that we will be known as a people of love. And so this has just been growing in my heart. And I thought, gosh, you know, to have John and Carol, who are known for their gift in the the area of love, to come and speak is just an incredible privilege. So I'm going to turn it over to you. Why don't you share a little (laughs) bit about who you are, and then we'll dive into some of these topics together.
2: All right. Well, thank
3: you, Mike. Yeah, Diane. And uh, really Uh, good good to to be with you.
2: And with everyone else, this is great. Yeah. And so, yeah, we 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 love the love of God. I think that's our favorite message, really. I think so, mm-hmm. and you know, one of the things about myself was that I missed this message for yeah. um, a good portion of my Christian life. Mm-hmm. And I remember, uh, as a young Christian, in uh, in Toronto, getting involved with different groups and trying to find our way. Uh, There was a a leader here by the name of Leonard Evans. He was a a good theologian. He was a a pastor of a local church that later on we attended. But he majored in the love of God. And I can remember sort of rolling my eyes thinking, you know, I don't need that because my assumption was, that they're going to be soft on sin. Mm -hmm. And so, no, we need to be firm on sin and we need, you know, it just had that, that harsh evangelical edge, I guess. Mm -hmm. And therefore missed this message for a very, very long time. And it wasn't until I had an encounter, uh, way back before any of you were born in 1974, went to a conference in Israel, and David Duplessis speaking, he just so penetrated my defenses with the truth of his message that was about the love of God. I just got wrecked and undone publicly and then visited all week long, night after night after night, with this overwhelming love of God. And you know, I thought that was a a one-off thing that just God gave me, and that was for me, and on and on, and it was great, I did not know at that time that it was bedrock, foundational for the entire body of Christ to be rooted and grounded in in, in love, and so it wasn't until 10 years later, and by this time, Carol and I are married, and we had started our first church, and we had a Dear man by the name of Jack Winter, come and teach on the love of God. And he, he began with my favorite chapter, really, John chapter 14. Uh, and uh, let not your heart be troubled. You know, if you believe in God, believe in me also in me, and my father's house are many men. He went on reading that portion of scripture, and Jesus said. And where I go, you know, and the way, you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, Philip interrupted him and said, uh, I think it was Philip, might have been Thomas. Thomas. I got, maybe got Thomas. that wrong. Uh, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? It was Thomas, wasn't yeah, it? it was. yeah. And so Jesus answered his question, said, well, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes unto the Father except through me. And he stopped there and asked the question, okay, so where are we going? Mm -hmm. And the answer was, we're going to the Father. Mm. And that is our final destination. This Mm -hmm. is where we're going. After this life is over, one way or the other, Mm. we're going to the Father.
3: Mm. And I
2: had a brief moment where I didn't want to do that. Mm. Like, Mm. I I don't want to be put under the microscope and find out another thousand things that are still wrong with me. Um, I'm cool with Jesus, Yeah. but the Father, oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. And it was totally misunderstanding who he really is, because that chapter goes on to explain that Jesus, the reason I like Jesus, because he's always helping people, and yet he's only ever doing what, he hears the Father saying and showing him to do. Yes. So that was my revelation. Boom. Mm. It took uh, over a period of 10 years <laughs> to get the whole thing. First the encounter and then the theology. And wow. Let,
1: let me ask you a question. Different. Let me ask you a question there, John. You talk about encounters. Like for those of us who... For people listening that don't understand encounter, what does that mean to you? Or what do you experience while that's happening? Um, why, why, you know, what does that look like practically? Is it something that you're just learning intellectually or what is that to you?
2: I think it is an encounter that engages your whole person emotionally, intellectually, uh, Totally. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Carol, her encounters are much more, I don't know, vivid, if that's the word. Um, she, she she encounters easier than I do, uh, I think. But nevertheless, we are all wired for love. And so love is the key for, in, for experiencing God in every way. Uh, So that we don't hold back in fear, but we trust him and go ahead and let him touch us. And so the entire Bible is Mm -hmm. actually a book of encounters. Yeah. Uh, It's the story of what happened when when, uh, people encountered God. So it doesn't matter if it's Abraham or Isaac or Jacob or Joseph or
3: Moses or or or
2: Ruth, Esther, Esther, David. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then on into the New Testament with Jesus, the disciples, and Paul himself. These are stories of encounters, and then what happened as the impact of those encounters is rolled out in their life. So, wow. encounters like something that changes everything. I mean, I an had an encounter, encounter with you, yeah. and Carol. We're encountering each other, and, and somehow she got through my defenses, and uh, and and we 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 realize we're falling in love, and oh oh my, like what are the implications of this? Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, encounter is when at least two people meet and and there's a there's
3: an emotional connection between
2: and hopefully it's positive. You can have yeah. negative encounters yeah. where yeah. you know you're going to need ministry for those and so on, but we're talking about yeah. positive encounters with the living God and it starts by being mm-hmm. born again. Mm-hmm. It's and then by being filled with the Holy Spirit. But then I think too is a revelation of the father's love like it talks about in in Luke chapter 10 verse 22. And so encounter means you are emotionally impacted. It could be a dream, it could be a vision, um, or a filling of the Holy Spirit as a result of prayer, receiving prayer even. But there's something that really strongly impacts you, and that's what I mean by encounter.
1: That's That's so so good. good. I know um, encounters I've had, shift shift your reality they right. impact you in a way that leaves a lasting change it's not just intellectually perceived but it's almost a body soul spirit kind mm. of impact that um that leaves its mark on you right. and you right. can feel it afterwards it's yeah. like you said it's it's actually meeting a person and the person of God the Father, Son, Holy Spirit coming to us and changing us kind of from the inside out. Right.
0: Excellent. Yeah. And Carol, you shared a story earlier uh, just about your first encounter of this kind. Uh, Mm -hmm. Talk to us about that a little bit.
1: We'd love to hear that.
3: Yeah. When I first got saved. Is that... Well,
0: when you were in a bathroom, I guess, somewhere. Yeah. The bathroom
3: bathroom encounter. Yeah. (laughs) Single mom... um, Just put the kids to bed early. I'm not a discouraged person, but that night I was a bit down. And and I had had my ex-husband break into the house, yada, yada. So anyway, I heard, I was brushing my teeth, heard an audible voice in the bathroom, freaked me out, thought it was my (laughs) ex-husband breaking into the house. Long story, went through the whole house. It wasn't him. Went upstairs, started to brush my teeth again, and the voice started again. Now, it wasn't a voice in my head. It was an audible voice wow. in the bathroom. Wow. wow. And so this stopped and started about five times. And I'm thinking, I am having a nervous breakdown. I am hearing voices. <laughs> now, why I didn't just stop, I don't know. But finally, I threw my to- toothbrush in the sink and said, all right, I'll listen. Wow. And, and I just stood there frozen. And this voice <laughs> started again. The and, the and I, I, it says the Lord is your shepherd; you shall not want. And right. it, the whole, Jesus just kept on saying the whole twenty um, third Psalm line by line, but slowly and lovingly, and and it just I was just kind of enveloped in His love right. as as He mm-hmm. He He said the whole twenty third Psalm. And after it was finished, I just, like, about halfway through, I knew it was Jesus, and I knew that he loved me, me, in all the sin, all the problems, everything that I was involved in at that, at that point in time, even in my bad attitude that night, even. Um, and in this whelm of love, this just, you, the scripture talks about lavish love. This lavish love just flooded my being. And, and I went and I got my confirmation Bible. It was brought up in an in a evangelical church, and they gave us for confirmation the white ones with the zipper. And I had it in a box in my dresser, and I read that 23rd song. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. And the more I read it, the more joy filled me. And I mean, all my problems were still there. I mean, you know, we had all kinds of problems. The I only thing that
2: changed was your attitude. I know. It, it didn't well, matter and, anymore.
3: No, but his presence he was, was you. there. He was your yeah, the yeah, and his presence was there, which I had never, um, mm-hmm. ever experienced before. Wow. It was just, and so I never said the sinner's prayer per se, but I was born again. Wow, and that, moment in that time, was an
2: encounter.
3: That was
1: a real big encounter, encounter. <laughs> yes.
0: And even since then, you know, that psalm, surely goodness and mercy has followed you. All Amen. the days of your life, you know, yeah. it's so it beautiful. And, and obviously, you know, most people know you because of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit that happened in 1994. And how did that come about? And tell us a little bit about the supernatural dimensions of that. You know, give us a sense of, of, of and also how that love of the father message began to move in that movement. That you guys are experiencing.
1: Yeah, wh- I just want to interject something there is that, um, you know, we talk about that outpouring, but a lot of people have never experienced an mm. outpouring. And what does that mean or look like? And what you're talking about, Carol, an audible voice, is an absolutely supernatural experience. It's outside <laughs> of the norms of our day to day reality. And um, we see in the Bible, in the New Testament, that Jesus operated in all kinds of supernatural forms. Mm-hmm. And he, he also said, hey, you guys, you're going to do stuff like this and do them greater than that. So let's just talk to people um, that have never heard of such a thing of what, what even that looked like and how you introduced it. One of the, Some of the most amazing supernatural experiences of my life happened under your ministry, which was very gentle. It wasn't hyped up. You know, you think of a televangelist on TV or something, very gentle. You, John, saying, okay, now let's learn how to receive from the Lord. And, you know, all, any of those details would be so, um, we'd be so happy to hear about.
2: Well, we, um, through the 80s, Diane, when we were, um, beginning our church in, in Stratford, Carol's hometown, um, we had a harvest of a whole bunch of young people, mm. like a hundred of them. Wow. And, um, he, we, our, our grid at the time was, okay, they need to read the Bible and do what it says and sort of get discipled and get stabilized, but it never seemed to be enough mm. for them. And, uh, and we, we knew about deliverance a bit, and so okay, they need deliverance if there, if there's yeah, any so, demons involved, yeah. they need to go, and so that that was one little hurdle about Christians <laughs> have demons, yeah. and uh, and we concluded yes they can, uh, and they do, and it was like the 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 teaching where Jesus said to that that one gentile woman uh i can't take the children's bread and give it to you a gentile and he used the the word uh, to give it to the dogs because the word is similar in hebrew dog gentile and uh and she didn't you know react and get angry or anything she's like true lord but uh, all I all I need is a crumb that falls from the master's table. In other words, a crumb that children don't want. That's that's enough to set my daughter free. She was talking is about like,
3: deliverance.
2: I vay, yeah. lady. Yeah. Yeah. For that, the demon it's has gone, gone from your daughter, and it happened. And so, um, but the point here is, deliverance mm. was bread for the children. Right. And so we you know know what it is to be up all night trying to get the last demon out <laughs> and uh and so something's wrong here like yeah. what is it and we found that there's wounds and hurts in the heart that almost empower the enemy and give him legal rights and we we found out that um when we start to get healing in our heart and learn to forgive and just walk these things out um that it, it just makes a huge difference in a person's ability to stand and go forward. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that revival happened in 94. We brought forward what we had learned about uh, healing for the heart and revelation of the Father's love. And so that just came with the package for us, didn't it? Right. people got touched by God. Yeah.
3: But the backside of that is that we had gone to, John had gone to the bookstore, Christian bookstore, and we found, um, he found a a videotape on John and Paula Sanford's. um, And what was it called? Inner Healing healing and marriage. Marriage. And we thought, well, we'll do that for our leaders' retreat. Yeah, but I didn't
2: believe in interviewing. I know really. you didn't,
3: but I listened to it, and I thought, <laughs> right, this you know, is
2: what to we do And like, okay, work.
3: But the neat thing was that, that Connie, Synod, I mean, I had trained leadership um, ministry teams, not leadership, but ministry teams in Stratford. And then when the revival broke out in Toronto, Connie and I had worked before that it broke out, on training our ministry team and so they just took off so when the revival broke out um, we had teams that knew something a little bit about deliverance they had worked through their own judgments and unforgivenesses and um, and so God
2: but we they also knew about healing of the heart and
3: they and they also had their hearts healed and somehow. they also
2: knew about a revelation of the father's, father's love
3: yeah and so, so they were prepared. That was
2: the foundation and layered in on that was right. ministry
3: yeah.
0: to, to help people, actually. Right.
3: Awesome. And that everybody could pray. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, and that was also one other dimension, which was the physical healing issue. Because we were mm. part of Vineyard. And, of course, uh, Wimber had done some pioneering in that area. Absolutely. And had yeah. uh, really trained us some, in some very practical, simple tools for how to see people that were physically exactly. ill encounter mm-hmm. God and receive healing. So that was amazing, too.
1: Yeah. I mean, as believers, um, there's a lot of discrepancy in Christian churches. A lot of people don't believe in this. A lot of people experience this and believe it wholeheartedly. And um, the issue of the supernatural realm, Mm. you hear voices Um, from God. You can discern or get a sense of what the Holy Spirit's doing. There's the spiritual realm where good and evil are opposed, and we can actually break um, evil spirits off of people's lives. Um, Those are concepts that aren't completely accepted across the body of Christ. Can you talk about that and why that might be and um, how just to educate people as they listen today?
2: Yeah, um, I think it would be great. We, we, why we believe this is, is not that complicated, I suppose, because the whole thing is helping people. So there's no sense in trying to... Okay pretend that you don't need help in some of these areas. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. If you're sick, you can go to a doctor, and that's not wrong. And also, you can pray for healing, and of course, to receive a spiritual healing, perhaps that's ideal. Yeah. But one doesn't negate the other. And mm-hmm. so therefore, if it's okay to go to a doctor, why, why is it not okay to believe God to heal these emotional things on the inside Mm
0: -hmm. and
2: so we we came away from the 80s with with three very important keys revelation of the father's love healing for the heart including deliverance and 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 then um uh, how to hear the voice of god
1: Mm
2: -hmm. and that became like the fountain of revelation or prophetic Mm -hmm. revelation for us and Mm -hmm. they they just transformed everything so when god you know fell on us in such a powerful way um it took us a while we didn't know what was happening (laughs) we knew it was god but we didn't understand uh like why why are you doing this why do you like it when everybody falls Falls down down. yeah well (laughs) we we quickly worked out that people are getting overwhelmed. I I love what Randy Clark said. He was asked, why does everybody fall down? And and he answered and he said, well, it's because they can't stand up. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. And so, you know, when you think about that, that's what's happening. The God Mm -hmm. of heaven is touching you so strongly that it's overloading all of your faculties. Mm -hmm. And... In some cases, blowing your fuses to use that analogy. Yeah, and and but it's always good. Yeah, and people came out of that feeling much more loved, much more mm-hmm. uh, in the That's father's great. heart yeah. than they'd ever mm-hmm. been before, mm-hmm. and their defenses about "I'm okay the way I am." Uh, That kind of went away, and uh, people are like, wow, I want to be more like him. I want Mm -hmm. more of what I felt during that encounter. Mm. So that was the basis of our revival.
1: Yes.
2: Yeah, people literally sold the farm to come from all over the world. It was amazing. It was amazing.
0: And you guys maintained regular meetings for like 12 years. Is that correct? Something like that? Yeah, 12
2: and a half years, nightly meetings except Monday.
0: That's so amazing. And I, again, we, <laughs> we, we did it for 18 months, and we thought we were, you know, <laughs> going to... Well, you
2: were. You, you were are. heroes for doing yeah. yeah. it. Well, but, but,
0: but gosh, just, and, and, and really, I think it's estimated that, you know, a couple million people came and visited through that course of time, and yeah. you guys became one of the, um, in a sense, one of the tourist attractions of Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we so had amazing. changed
1: the culture Actually, in the city.
2: Four million people... Uh, came in that period of time wow and That's it was amazing. uh met with all of people. our ministry team that served and served and served from many denominations yeah. many different groups who rallied to, around the presence of the holy spirit and mm-hmm. just uh were happy to pray and serve and god mm-hmm. just used them all yeah, It was great yeah, yeah.
0: So wonderful. And you also had teams going out. I mean, literally, I mean, hundreds and hundreds of churches were impacted. New movements began to emerge that were impacted, including like Iris Ministries and even Bethel was impacted, uh, Cheon and his movement. I mean, others as well. Uh, Just the amount of impact (laughs) that this has had has been really, I, I think probably we don't see it so clearly, but we'll see it more clearly 10 years from now. Mm-hmm. As we look back and just see what God has done, how do you reflect on it now? Like, what do you, where do you feel like we're at in that revival season? And what do you feel like is, is coming uh, our way in the future? How do you, how do you picture us in terms of the, the surfing the waves of God's presence? Yeah. Okay.
2: Well, I feel like all revivals kind of ebb and flow. Mm-hmm. And there's reasons why they, why they stop. Uh, But I remember listening to Dr. Cho one time, and he's talking about how revivals are never intended to end. They should keep going and going. And I found that really helpful because Mm -hmm. I always thought that there would be a season of outpouring and then a season of consolidation. Mm -hmm. And that's sort of true, but still that season for us at least was over 12 years long. Right. And uh, I didn't, I had never read of a revival that went that long before, but it did. And the fruit was so good that people were just overwhelmed with the goodness of Mm -hmm. God that was revealed to them and impacted their lives.
3: And that they could carry the anointing back to their, like it was like the flu almost. (laughs) You could catch it and go Mm -hmm. and And God would move through little old them and they would, they would be so excited. And so it was, it was, it was, it was very contagious, contagious and transferable. Right.
0: Mm -hmm. That's so amazing. When we first got back, I had a meeting with my youth leader and it was already pre-planned and uh, he walked into the room and literally, as soon as he saw me, he fell to the ground and started laughing, not knowing anything. I mean, what was that? How did yes. that happen? There How was did a that to Explain with, that. that that we had received that now was contagiously touching him. Right, and,
1: yeah. and what's amazing is that when we went to India, when we went
0: to, to Mexico, Mexico
1: and, and China, um, groups of people would respond in the same way as we were yeah. ministering, just not knowing, you know. I mean, it literally is a supernatural grace of love mm-hmm. that God poured through during that period of time that just, it's still echoing out, you know? This, yeah. Its yeah. The effects are still to this day happening.
2: They're, they yeah. were tremendous yeah. days. And, yeah. and at the moment, we miss the intensity. Right. Because mm-hmm. it was so intense oh. that it was scary. It was at yeah. times, like yeah. really. Uh, scary and we we miss the intensity but we are looking forward to this surging and resurging again the Lord keeps telling us you haven't seen anything yet Mm. and uh, we we've had prophetic words that what happened was nothing in comparison to what is coming
0: Mm -hmm. wow
2: and so I don't know what that's going to look like but it's going to be powerful and I think it will eclipse what happened in the book of Acts. Wow. You know, the book yeah, of Acts, in over a period of two to three hundred years, they won the entire Greek Roman world.
1: Yeah.
2: Yes. Including yes. the emperors and the, and the nobility and the business leaders and yeah. on and on. Everybody was impacted and opened their eyes to the fact that paganism was not the answer. In fact, yes. it was it was not true, actually. Yeah. And they all became became believers in the Jewish God of wow. Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. Wild. So now how far out is that? Yeah, it's far Let's out. Have the entire pagan world forget what they grew up with and embrace yeah the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, as he's revealed to us by Jesus Christ. I mean, this is amazing, but that happened. Yes. We
1: had so many people in our meetings. I think of one scientist. Um, He just said, I don't really believe in this stuff. You know, it's way out there. It's woo-woo. And just as we began to pray for him, God sovereignly touched him. And that happened to, like, I would tell Michael, these are normal people. Like these are not people that are quote (laughs) prone to stuff like this. God made a way to them to, by the essence of your um, definition of encounter, he just body, soul, and spirit said, I'm real. I'm alive. I love you. I want to change you. I want to heal you. I want to, you know, I mean, it's, 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 Wild, like you said, John. It's so it is, wild right? that God wants to do this for everyone.
0: Yeah.
3: And
1: I think, too, that, you know, you were saying what is coming.
3: And I think there's such a hunger building up in the body of mm. Christ. Yes, I mean, COVID is partially, you know, but God has used this to, to stop us for a little while and, and and begin to focus and yearn for him again and hunger for him again. Yeah, I had um a, a dream in um I don't know five years ago about the fear of the Lord coming. And we're talking about hungering for signs and wonders and miracles and and this kind of thing. And and in that dream the fear of the Lord fell.
1: Mm-hmm. The,
3: that uh you know the game stopped, the wow. the hyper grace, you know, oh yeah, I can get away with all this stuff. And And God was Mm -hmm. calling us into a plumb line of holiness, but not an outward jacket of holiness.
0: Right.
1: But holiness
3: based on his love. Holiness based on pleasing him and doing what Jesus would say. I only do what I see the Father doing. I only say what I hear the Father saying. And Mm -hmm. I believe that the next move that's coming is going to be just so unbelievably mm. full of signs and wonders and miracles but that that and i have been we put the bible on at night to read to us as we go to sleep and i i over the last couple of weeks i've been noticing which i hadn't noticed before was that people were afraid mm. when the guy was let down through the roof and jesus said you know am your sins are forgiven and who are you to say that and well is it better that i say you know take a roll up your mat and where you go and and but fear came upon them wow and and there's several instances i've i've noticed that i want to go look through it like study it but the fear of the lord came upon the people when they saw these incredible miracles that oh, that Jesus was doing. And I think we're coming into that kind of season, that the fear yep. of the Lord in our hearts, that we're close to him. And what, what mm-hmm. I mean by that is that, that our hearts are as close as possible, that we listen and get our hearts healed personally. And mm-hmm. then he's going to just pour out. Wow. Incredible signs and wonders.
0: That's amazing. Well, you know, it was interesting because I, uh, I was thinking about, you know, we're, we're part of a movement called Catch the Fire. And I was looking, you know, through the scripture doing a word study on fire. And one of the first places that fire occurs in the New Testament is where John is prophesying about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And he says he'll baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Yeah. And then he says his winnowing fork is in his hand, and he's going to separate the chaff from the wheat. That's what yeah. you're talking about is the, the yeah. fear of the Lord. And what I—and then the, the phrase get, went through my mind, the sift before the shift. Yep. That, mm-hmm. that, you know, there's a sifting that God mm-hmm. is bringing. I and I think even COVID has been a part of that sifting process. Mm-hmm. You know, there's been some dead branches cut away during this time. You know, there's been some sifting going on in our hearts. I know in my heart. Yeah. And yeah. so, but in addition to, let's say, the fear of the Lord and that sort of preparation in that sense, what other ways can we prepare our hearts for more of the Holy Spirit?
2: Mm-hmm. Soaking. <laughs> well, Carol just wrote a little book on soaking, and yes. uh, it's really just giving God your most precious commodity, which is your time, wow. being with Him, yeah. not for anything not trying to get something from him but just wanting to hang out with mm-hmm. him and that is a really a precious thing to do and it's an easy thing to postpone yeah but that is one thing that all of us can do just let's spend time with him uh because there 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 is a a purification that's coming and i think it touches on something that we don't often talk about and that is the rewards that come through obedience and through paying attention and doing things his way. Because we often think in terms of all or nothing, like I'm saved mm-hmm. or I'm lost or you right. know I'm, I'm in or I'm out. Right. But you can be in but miss some of the greater rewards because salvation is a gift uh, that is ours through believing just by faith. But yet there's other things, uh, rewards that come through being obedient to serve him. So there's good works that are a part of that equation yes. uh, that that we need to buy into. And those things really lend themselves to us receiving more from him.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow, that's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that... Um, you know this this idea of preparing our hearts you know let every heart prepare him room we just finished you know cr- christmas season and that statement you know mm-hmm. yeah. i want to prepare a place for him and that's what you know the the psalm says you know that here oh lord i've prepared a resting place for you yeah you know I've, i think it's psalm 127 you know this idea of of the resting place of god that he would come and dwell in our hearts um Obviously, one of the key messages, and we only have a few more minutes, so I want to I zero in on this now, is just, you know, you talked earlier about the love of the Father and how essential it is for us to have that encounter and that revelation. Um, how do you see that coming? How can we embrace that understanding of the love of the Father in a greater way and allow that to, be, to pr- produce that transformational dynamic? That will actually foster a greater move of the Holy Spirit in the future,
1: and and with that, you know, a lot of people, a lot of us, um, want more, uh, and we ask for more, but we are not getting more. And so maybe you could address some of the blockages in doing that, because I think sometimes people are hungry and thirsty and then they get frustrated because they're not receiving what they need answers to questions wisdom healing deliverance whatever you know it's a, it's a multifaceted question in other words It is
2: yeah mm-hmm. Well I I think that um if we're not careful life can get so busy that we mm-hmm. don't allocate enough time to our spiritual life and time with the Lord mm-hmm. Whereas when we look at the life of Jesus, we see that almost at every opportunity, he ducks out and has time in prayer alone. And uh, if anybody was busy, it was him, because there were thousands trying to get to him and pray for me kind of thing. And so we know a little bit about what that's like. And, uh, you know, it can just take all your time if you don't watch out. So he guarded that portion of his life and i think we need to we need to equally do that and we're still working on that yeah like boundaries Uh. boundaries yeah where you where you actually say no to people and circumstances and the pulling of life and say yes to the lord and and give him a sabbath day and give him daily time and just let that be a part of what you do normally. So you stay full and hungry and always receiving more, you know. That's mm-hmm.
0: so good. That's
2: yeah. Good. So.
0: And earlier, Carol, you had some, some things to say about the issue of forgiveness. How, mm-hmm. how about removing those kind of blockages that can come and hinder us from receiving more from the Lord? How, how would you address that?
3: Well, again, forgiveness is... You know, Jesus said on the cross, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And it's just, I mean, we can't go through life. And, and yet, some people have had horrific, unbelievable things done to them, happen to them that are just almost unforgivable. But God, um, you know, like Heidi Baker has, has, told me of of some people that just go through awful things, but God has given them the grace to work through. They they know they can't keep the hatred in their hearts. And so as we go through life, we all have people that have hurt us deeply, that have done awful things. And, And we need to get to that point where we forgive them. Lord, we give them a gift of our forgiveness. They do haven't earned it. They don't deserve it. But Lord, I didn't deserve to be forgiven either. Yeah. And so, right. Lord, I choose. And again, it starts with a choice. Lord, I choose to give that person a gift that you haven't earned, that you don't deserve. I give you a gift of my forgiveness. Amen. I tear up the IOU. you. You owe me nothing. And the second aspect that that so helped me was the judgment part. And if we judge others, uh, you know, and God says, in the same way you judge others, I'll judge you. Wow. And I thought, yikes. <laughs> wow. Lord, I don't want that. You know, mm-hmm. because that was the sin right from the Garden of Eden. Yeah was the sin of judging, you know, wanted to be like God, I can judge, mm-hmm. I, you know, yeah. I'm not talking about discernment here, I'm talking about right. downright judging, and we do it all the time, Yeah. you know, huh, what does she think she is, how come she's got this, or what, well, I thought they were poor, how come he's got this big car, you know, I mean, we were just judge, 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 but when it came to working through forgiveness, I realized that as a child, I judged my mother. I didn't outwardly say a word. I was too afraid. I was locked. But wow. my heart wasn't locked. Yeah. And I hated her and I judged her in my heart. Wow. And that stopped me from being able to love her. Yeah, And when I worked through the, the forgiveness, which was my, you know, which was her sin against me. So, you know, the beatings, the whatever. Um, but I still didn't love her. And the Lord said, it is because you have dishonored her by judging her. Wow. That is your sin, Carol. And yeah. as I saw that, it was like forgiveness, if you will, was mm, twofold. This was the sin done to me and i did forgive but this was my own sin of judging and hurt and pain and bitterness and hebrews um 12:15 i think it is says you know the see to see to it that no root of bitterness spring mm, up in you yes and by it many be defiled and you see that root of bitterness was springing up in yep. me Mm-hmm. stopping me from being able to love my mother. And wow. when I saw it as my sin and began to deal with it, it was amazing. She didn't change, but I loved her. I had God's love mm-hmm. poured in. And, and wow. I think that is the key to loving the things in the people that are unlovable and that we have judged and and Satan has put that that blinder yes of the judgments uh, bitter root judgments on our own side yes and held us and then he hooks us with that and uh stops us from being people like Jesus that can love the unlovely
0: mm-hmm. wow So good, man. That's amazing. Well, you know, we need to wrap up in just a second. But John, one thing I want to just bring attention to, and hopefully we'll have you guys on in a few months where you can share again, because you're a well. We want to just keep drawing Mm, the water out of you guys. (laughs) But John, you know, you're about to publish a book on the soon return of Christ. Yeah. And can we just have you share a little bit about that? And then we'd like to invite you to pray for us and everyone who's listening to this live and in the future uh, through archives to pray for us. But give us kind of why that's such an important message to you right now.
2: Well, I think we all need to realize and appreciate that it, it is fully intended by the Lord that Jesus is going to be the ruler over planet Earth. And uh, everything is moving towards all of that rapidly. And we have an overview of that from Daniel chapter two, which turned out to be Nebuchadnezzar's dream that uh, mm-hmm. Daniel got the interpretation of and explained about these former empires, Babylon and, mm-hmm. and so on, right down to Greece and then Rome, and then the, the feet of iron and clay like democracies. They're going to all have their day. And then uh, the king comes, the stone yes. is cut out of the mountain and everything else, it blows away and he is established. And so we're right on the threshold of that happening. I think the church needs to move that teaching to front and center because that's what gives us hope. And the scripture in the, uh, First Thessalonians chapter four um, admonishes us comfort one another with these words, and so yeah. in today's world, when there's so much fear, so much disappointment, all the mm-hmm. nations of the world are looking to like what's going on, uh, people need comfort, and it's mm-hmm. interesting this same word comfort is is uh, paraclete, really, the one mm-hmm. used for the comforter wow. And so it's bringing the Holy Spirit in. This is of God where he is about to uh, have Jesus return and establish his kingdom uh, on the earth and all the implications of that. And we need to have a heads up because if anything brings you comfort, it should be that there is coming a time when righteousness and truth will prevail and God's gonna have his way sorrow and mourning will flee away and joy the fruit of the spirit is going to be normal yeah. love joy wow. peace etc is yeah. not
3: going to be great it's going to be fabulous
2: so why uh, isn't the charismatic church even talking about this yeah
0: yeah And
2: I think we we need to be talking about it and need to get a good understanding and let that hope uh, get within us because we've got some great days coming. Mm -hmm. And before that event, of course, a global Mm -hmm. harvest of Mm -hmm. souls, which is what we're all yearning for. Yes, we are. So great days coming, everybody.
0: Amen. And we believe that. And obviously the scripture is so full of promises, even Acts chapter 1. The same Jesus whom you just saw ascend to heaven is going to come again. It's like it's so clear, but it's a kind of a forgotten truth that we've uh, sort of left by the wayside that needs to be resurrected. So I'm happy you're writing this book. Mm -hmm. And I know there's different theological perspectives on this, but there's no dispute in Orthodox Christianity about the soon return of Christ. So let's go for that. And so um, could you guys pray for us and just, you know, bless us with some of the impartation that you have received from the Lord. And we believe that God can kind of even touch us through Zoom or through other uh, social media. And so we're going to open our hearts to the Lord right now. Come,
2: Holy Spirit. Yes. Yes, Fill your people with love and joy and peace and hope. Yeah. And remind us all of the mm. amazing promises of God, yes, including the soon, the soon return of the Lord Jesus. Yes, yes Lord. Lord, there's great days mm. coming. There there's is. abundant harvest coming. Mm. Yeah, there's problems with it. We know that. Mm-hmm. But in the end, you are going to be King of Kings and Lord of you Lords over the whole earth. Uh, and so we comfort ourselves with these words. Yes. Meanwhile, Lord. let heaven come down and fill uh, us with yes, the Father's Lord. love, fill us with the promises uh, of the Holy Spirit, yes, Lord. and let Your glory mm. fill oh. the body of Christ all over. Yes, the world. Holy Spirit.
3: And Lord, we give You permission to dig in the garden of our heart. Yeah. Lord, yeah. if there's anything there that You do not want there, Lord. We Mm -hmm. want to get rid of it. And Holy Spirit, come Mm -hmm. and make us such lovers of Jesus. Oh, yes. Such a a hunger to just be with you, to worship you, to let you love us. Mm -hmm. And Lord, out of that love affair, Mm -hmm. God, we will, you, you will anoint us. You will fill us to overflowing. And Lord, we will walk out uh, into the highways and the byways lord and compel them to come in uh to the wedding feast of the lamb lord you're going to harvest this earth and lord each one of us here have a destiny and a calling and i bless that and i break off the lies ah uh, that you have believed through covid that that you're not you're not useful or whatever i just break that discouragement yes. and yes. i say god sees you he loves you yes. he wants to draw you close and he wants to use you like you've never been used before for his kingdom for his glory for his purposes to bring the bride to the one that has paid so dearly for us And that is our Bridegroom, Jesus Christ. And so we impart, oh, that longing to be close to you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, we give you permission to draw our hearts. Just don't let us go. Keep on uh, pursuing us so that we can become all that you have in in store for us. Yes, lord in jesus mighty name amen amen
1: amen thank you so much i just encourage everyone on this call to just ask for more carol has a book called soaking which goes into detail of how to wait and take more time and receive more, and um, for more practical understanding about that. But John and Carol, we love you, and mm. love um, you do yeah, yeah, thank you for coming today. Thank you for imparting your lives to all of all of us on all these different media platforms, and uh, just all the best to you.
3: Thank you, and to you, and to the viewers.
2: Yes.
0: Yeah. And and also, let me just say to the viewers, um, please check us out at leadersalliance.org and uh, you'll find out more about what we're doing and certainly join us for the next couple of weeks as we have this open house, different speakers going to be coming and sharing in different ways, but we're going to close this down. So God bless all of you and we'll talk to you soon.